noon in Phoenix, the Pirates designated Kyle Crick for assignment. Hadn't been pitching well. Accountability and all that other stuff. I liked Crick a lot. Didn't have an issue with it. I do have an issue with selective accountability, though. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. The Pirates found very, very little offensively last night in Phoenix, falling to the god-awful Diamondbacks 4-2. to And I know when you're talking about the Pirates that all things should have a context, but the Pirates entered that game last night with 15 more wins than Arizona. And there's just no way you should be silenced the way they were offensively. But then that's what happens when you keep sending out the same non-productive bats again and again and again. And one of them in particular, you know, I don't have an easy time being critical of Kevin Newman in some sort of mean-spirited tone. Uh, This is a tremendous guy, a relentless worker, and to his inestimable credit, he has not taken his miserable, miserable offensive showing out into the field with him registering as one of baseball's best defensive shortstops. One error all season long. But I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. He's now batting 208 after going 0 for 5 last night, and he batted in the leadoff spot. You can't send a message of accountability And by that, I don't mean that that's the reason that you designate Crick for assignment. You don't do that to send messages. But it sends one anyway. And then have your weakest hitter, and I'm using the term advisedly, sit at the top of your order. And underneath him, Brian Hayes has a couple of hits. Brian Reynolds had a couple more hits last night. Really should have been able to tie the game or maybe even do more damage with that screamer in the ninth inning, 105 miles an hour with two guys aboard, but right at the right fielder. Those are the guys you expect to hit. Those are the guys that are doing the job. Adam Frazier had the night off. Go ahead and debate that separately. But Newman was placed at the very top. And yeah, I mean... To an extent, you get it, you want to get him going, and you understand and recall what he did in 2019, but this is now the 2020 season to the shortened season, and all of this season to date, and he can't barely hit the ball more than 20 feet. I mean... It's not a matter of going over or having hard luck. Even if you go back to spring training, and remember he was batting 700 in Bradenton and all that other stuff, he had ended up at 533, which is still astronomical. But then if you were watching it, he was not hitting the ball hard. 
he was not making solid contact except for rare occasions. He doesn't do that anymore. A lot of his swings aren't even wholehearted swings. Last night in Phoenix, bases loaded. He had a chance to do something really special. He got a hold of one. I mean, he murdered this ball. Foul. Next at bat, he lunges. I'm sorry, the next pitch. He lunges for a ball that's out of the zone, swats at it with one hand. End of the inning. You know, we've seen that a million times. Came up in the ninth. Of course he did. Struck out. I understand that there aren't a ton of options at shortstop right now. Eric Gonzalez is hurt, not that he was doing much. Cole Tucker barely exists offensively at this point, and he can't even hit at AAA, never mind hitting in the majors. So I'm not suggesting that you throw him out on the street. You still need a shortstop. You still need someone to play the position. But there's got to be accountability across the board. I have seen it in pieces from this management group, understanding that they're in a strange spot with the stage of the build that they're in, but also with just the lack of talent and the lack of depth at a lot of these positions. That if you just tell someone to go away, you got to have somebody else in their place. And Newman keeps getting handed at chance after chance after chance. And one more time, I understand that. I don't understand putting him at leadoff. And I don't understand between Newman, and I'm going to throw him in here too, Gregory Polanco, who also came up and struck out to end the game last night, just endlessly being thrown out there. Um, there's got to be something, someone else. You know, I've brought that up before, and the reaction that I've gotten from some listeners when they've written to me is, well, what, what do you expect them to do? What do you want them to do? I get that. But when I brought it up, and that was most recently in Denver when they weren't hitting anything offensively, and I said, just go out and find some beer leaguers or something. Find somebody to hit the ball. Just don't get embarrassed. They went out and got John Nagowski, and he's picked them up a little bit. I know this stuff doesn't matter in the bigger picture. Look, I, 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 I understand that this is all about, you know, what happens in a year or two or whatever else here, but you do want to set a tone organizationally that a subpar performance won't be accepted. The Pirates did that in the afternoon with Crick, and then they went right out and put Newman in the leadoff spot last night. And that's just, that's not consistent enough. It's not consistent enough, and it's going to have to correct itself over time, preferably sooner. When we come back, just one question.
back. It's time for just one question, and that's brought to you on this program always by North Shore Tavern. It's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. Home to Steak on a Stone. Home to the planet's only fully dedicated pirate sports bar. Year-round, wall-to-wall. A great place to watch the team whenever they're out of town, as they are this week in Phoenix and San Francisco with other baseball fans. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's question comes from Greg in Erie, and he asks, Dan, I have been and am eternally optimistic about the Buccos. My question is, does the Pirates lease at PNC Park run out in 2030? Could Nutting move or sell the team at that time when it will be worth a billion dollars. Uh, you know, I'm actually, I, I shouldn't sigh. I, I'm happy to take these because it, it gives me a chance to get into some factual stuff. Uh, yes, the lease expires in 2030. The Pirates and the Steelers both signed 29 and a half year leases with the Sports and Exhibition Authority, which owns both PNC Park and Heinz Field. So there is that. The Pirates aren't going anywhere. Um, I could go on and elaborate uh, on this, and I I guess I probably should since that's what you asked, but they're not going anywhere. You have to understand that owners can't pick up and unilaterally move a franchise. There's a lot that has to go into it. There's a lot of... uh, wheeling and dealing and trying to negotiate with local and state governments to try to get either a new facility or improve the existing one. And the pirates aren't in the stratosphere of any such thing. And if you want evidence of how difficult it is to move a big league franchise, look at the raise situation, and I know ironclad lease, but all ironclad leases are made to be broken. In St. Petersburg, in one of the world's worst sports facilities, and then look at the A's in Oakland, in the world's absolute worst major league sports facility, and ask yourself what it would take to <laughs> For nutting, should he be thinking about something like this? And by the way, he's not. What would it take for him to make some kind of case to go to his fellow owners and get the requisite three-quarters approval to move a team that's 135 years old, one of the oldest franchises in all of professional sports? This, This is why I'm having a hard time even talking about this it's so outrageous and far-fetched that it's not worth discussing but but attempting to to go along with this if he tried this and i'm going to repeat he won't because he has no interest in it whatsoever if he tried this he'd have to make the case that the market couldn't support the team a and that the or or and or I should say that the facility is just no good. 
Well, you can't run constant paid and public promotions bragging about PNC Park being the best, most beautiful facility in all of baseball and then say, you know what, this place stinks. We need to get out of here. You can't do that. And you absolutely can't make the case that the city can't support the franchise because all you have to do is look back over the past 30 years and the only four seasons in which the Pirates had a winning record. The place was throbbing. The place was throbbing. You'd have to burn every bit of evidence that the blackout game ever happened. You know? I mean, this is... No, no, this will not happen. Not in any way, shape, or form. But I genuinely appreciate that you gave me the chance to at least bring up something that's a, a more depressing thought than that game that the Pirates played last night in Phoenix. I appreciate the question, Greg. I do. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We will have another one tomorrow. Mm-hmm.